Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, man, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, Shay. Not as well as I usually am, uh, mm-hmm. but we're here, excited. Unfortunately, my girlfriend and I got hit with COVID, uh, mm-hmm. so feeling a little bit low energy, working through a cough, a couple other symptoms, but don't worry about me. Vaccinated. Recovering quickly. Yep, Henry's Henry's making the turn. He's trying to beat the COVID and uh, add another thing to the resume of diseases he's <laughs> defeated in his lifetime. But uh, yeah, if if you hear the cough or something like that, guys, you know that's what that's why. And uh, a little r- mini round of applause, some snaps to Henry for battling through the cough to be here with us today. Otherwise, you guys would have just had to listen to me ask questions and answer them all to myself for 40 minutes and that would have been a really good time i know (laughs) not today not today i had to make an appearance yep we got a fun one though today we're going over some apex news as always and answering some great questions man i I do want to fit some legend concepts in here and the guys they're coming but you guys just keep asking so many awesome questions and leaving five-star reviews that we just got to keep answering them. Uh, before we do that, though, you want to make sure you join our Discord to ask questions for the podcast, chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link is in the description. Recently, we've had an incredible amount of support and signups for our big third-party invitational Apex Legends tournament. Um, we uh, just a few spots left um mm-hmm. to our surprise this was a very very popular thing right now i think there are 46 total signups so just a couple left if you have a, a full squad you want to get your buddies involved uh definitely act now um links in the description for uh an explanation of the rules but if you want all the information to sign up just become a patron and you'll have access to all that The date is January 28th. So clock's ticking. It's going to be awesome. I'm shocked how many people have signed up. Seriously looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Before we dive into the news though today, we want to give a little shout out to our Discord mods. We've been pushing a lot of of people to join the Discord and it's about time we kind of give some love again to these folks who have been absolutely... necessary to keep the success of the discord it's been absolutely amazing uh, our mods pigzilla sheepy galaxy sammy boy amon and then our admin the leader of them all rye guys can't thank you enough you guys are inte- integral to keeping the third party community alive and healthy it means a ton and uh thank you to everyone that's pretty dang awesome and kind in our discord that these guys don't need to be banning folks left and right <laughs> Yeah, really appreciate everybody on the team. It's a wonderful Discord. Um, We try to be as active as we can in there, but Mm -hmm. a lot happens outside of us. So find teammates, talk Apex, talk podcast, all that jazz. Uh, Definitely check it out. With that, though, let's dive into the news. First piece of news, a small update went out for Apex, fixed a crash relating to the new Bangalore skin. They fixed issues with the charging weapons, which re-enabled the bang, and then they re-enabled the Bangalore skin, the Rampage, and the Sentinel in-game. A couple side effects from this change, uh, that players are reporting a struggle to charge the Sentinel at all now, or sometimes it takes three shield cells to charge now, and you can also full sprint run while charging the Rampage currently. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that. But I like this, that one. 
You like that one, yeah. But like this that. patch came with some other changes to the Rampage as well, as we will talk about. They decreased the damage per bullet from 28 to 26 and increased the thermite consumption per shot in its charged state. From Eric Canvas, Canvas, I apologize for mispronouncing the last name, uh, the lead weapon designer on Apex Legends, they t- he talked a little bit about on Twitter the nerfs were intended for Season 12, uh, but because of the disabled, the team was actually able to get them out early, and he said, quote, these adjustments should start to even the playing field. Um, this has not gotten the reaction that uh, I think the team over there at Apex was expecting. Um Talk to me about our first reaction to this news and kind of going through the numbers a little bit on why this might not be the most impactful change if we're trying to balance the rampage, which is the number one frustrating for gun for people right now in the community. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we do not overlook, you know, one or two damage uh, different changes yep. to weapons that they can be very, very impactful. Um, so we took a look at these rampage changes and essentially this doesn't change the weapon at all. Um, it does not change the shots to kill and therefore the time to kill at any armor level. So all the way up to red armor, there is no difference in how easy or difficult it is to use the weapon, the time that it takes uh, to knock somebody. And then on top of that, the other change being the thermite uh, rev up duration not really palpable i I can't Mm -hmm. feel a difference in game using it um you're still able to you know hit multiple people with it and finish a kill if not do more um but yeah not much else to say about this was kind of a a vanity change Mm -hmm. and maybe the fact that they support kind of what we've been saying that the rampage data wise isn't as oppressive as people make it out to be and that's perhaps why we got a change like this. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it, this was the season 12 change. This was going to be part of yeah. the patch notes that we were going to talk about. But instead, we got it early, which is really interesting because if this was the change, this was not the change that signaled a broken gun that we need to fix at all, which I think speaks to the community and that the style of weapon is the issue. It is the heavy LMG that can, you know, just kind of fire a lot of shots and put out damage that people just have this frustration with an apex legends. So I think the question more so circles back to, can you have that type of gun in the game? Not more so as the rampage broken because now we're seeing the spitfire and the rampage, two very different guns, but in that same class caused just such a high level of frustration with players that to the point where people were, praising the game while these ones were removed from the loot pool um it's quite interesting i don't think you or i have really ever been like felt this oppression and felt like a total like hey i hate having heavy lmgs in the game but it's definitely out there yeah i i i don't feel it at all i mean i don't feel like i die to a rampage more so than any other weapon Mm -hmm. like i don't really see where the frustration is like yes any weapon that has a large magazine size it can feel draining to just be like wow i'm moving i'm dodging i'm jumping and they're still firing at me like mm-hmm. that can be draining but at the same time it's a pretty slow weapon you yeah. can use abilities you can beam them the time to kill is not incredibly fast even with the thermite um, you know, all other ARs are have a faster time to kill. It. So 
all the complaining, I'm not sure if it's actually grounded in reality. And mm-hmm. I think that if anybody doesn't like the rampage and they feel that it's too strong, definitely use it. It is a good weapon. But the fact that I don't see it as everybody's number one pick and their tier list for the best weapons in the game, everybody loves the flatline, loves the R301 mm-hmm. for good reason. So, like, keep doing what you're doing, be positive. It is shocking to me, though, Shay, that they said something like this about this was the change planned for season 12. It doesn't seem very truthful to me, being (laughs) honest. It just doesn't really make sense um, because exactly what we've been saying, this doesn't move the needle. And why even do anything like this at all? I think that that echoes back to kind of what you were hinting at at the beginning this is a change and a potentially a move that was made to try and appease a group of players that were frustrated without actually changing the numbers behind the weapon to alter it too much you know obviously maybe in a team fight this does a little something on the occasional situation but that's you know that's such an interesting circumstance and not one that i feel like can be tracked quite easily and not one we use in kind of weapon breakdowns and stuff so what is interesting about the change, though, is we hear that this was what was planned for season 12. We're still getting negativity from the community. Okay, what's going to happen in season 12 now? Will we get another change that we were not going to get originally? And is the change going to be predicated on player feedback? Or is this gun going to stay as it is? And are they going to kind of stick to their guns and say, maybe the numbers state this? Uh, unless maybe we get a change that has some numbers to back it up. But I feel like that would be, that's, it's going to be something interesting to monitor essentially and in going into next season when we can keep an eye out for. Agreed. Okay. Well, next piece of news, Apex Legends was the fifth most downloaded free-to-play game in North America and sixth in Europe in 2021 on PlayStation behind Fortnite, Warzone, Rocket League, and Splitgate in North America behind Fortnite, Warzone, Rocket League, eFootball 22, and Genshin Impact in the EU. Uh, just got to make it a little noteworthy announcement. Apex is not a dead game, guys, and uh, people still do like to play it and are downloading it frequently. Man, I was not expecting eFootball 2022, Genshin Impact, and Splitgate to make any lists like this, though, if I'm being honest. I knew Splitgate was popular. I didn't realize it got to this height, though, at any point. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of incredible, Um, honestly. But Apex, doing the good work, getting Mm -hmm. the players, continuing to grow. We love to see it. Yep, no doubt. Next piece of news, the PS5 version of Apex appeared in the PSN database that was about 80 gigabytes in size, and this is potentially indicating a next-gen console update dropping with Season 12. We've talked about it a little bit. This is kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of a reinforcement of what some leakers have been talking about. Next-gen, we both have PS5s. I mean, you're going to download and roll with it at all and uh kind of i mean obviously we'll download it and experience it but uh, does next gen do anything to the point where you'll play that over your pc or what do you think it'll do um no it it won't make me change again i think that this is a really important change though and update for the player base i think that keeping the the playing field even between console and pc is really important and this is the exact change that i think we need to do that um, just more frames higher quality graphics um, faster and i think it's going to make all the servers a lot higher quality 
Yeah. I'm really interested to see if this coincides with any changes to aim assist and anything along those lines. As we talked mm-hmm. about, it's a partially in use because it makes up the frame rate gap. And, you know, if we don't get any changes, I think we could be seeing a season at least front loaded with some frustrating controversy around aim assist. And this won't be the last time we're talking about it. And that's going to be something to look forward to, I guess, in the start of the season. We'll see. Next piece of news, though, Respawn is reportedly working on a AAA first-person shooter focusing on mobility and style. I know, don't get excited, though. It is not Titanfall 3, which is confirmed. It is a single-player game expected to release in 2024 or 2025. The game is supposed to be set in a new, unique universe, which is not Titanfall, Apex, or Star Wars, which is the current Respawn IPs. Kind of interesting. We always like to talk about Respawn news because we got a lot of fans in here. Obviously, you know, if you're playing Apex, you like Respawn games. Yeah, what do you think about this really kind of, you know, AAA first-person shooter from obviously a studio you love? Are are you excited to kind of play this game? Are you excited to maybe see what a new universe looks like from these people? Or are you on the, oh man, we're losing Apex resources train and uh, that's not super exciting. (laughs) That can be a little negative. I think that the hope is that the respawn team just continues to grow. Um, but based off the kind of current events of team changes and how that direction will be, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, but I have to say that I am excited. I think that anything that's out of the studio that's focused on being a shooter with mobility is going to be pretty fun. Single player games don't really do it for me just because of the replayability. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they don't keep my attention for long enough, but I'm definitely going to try it. And But the other thing to consider is this is on a long runway. We're not going to be playing this for a long, long time, but it's exciting to know that it's in the works. Yeah, and, and just keep your eye out on this if you are someone that follows the news like us and you see, hey, Respawn has hired somebody. Now you're going to have to do a little bit more digging and see, are they on Apex? Are they on maybe the unnamed Star Wars title? Or are they on this unannounced project as well? Um, which is something we'll have to look, keep looking at. Uh, next piece of news, though. Josh Medina, obviously big producer, one of the last of the guard from the OG squad to still be around, has been drumming up some hype on Twitter lately, responding to tweets cryptically like Josh loves to do. Josh responded to someone asking for an objective-based game mode in Season 12 with a nice little cryptic gif he also responded to another person asking for more ip style collabs in apex same kind of cryptic gif style thing uh garrett leaks then on twitter kind of floated the idea reporting on this news that i I just wanted to share because you and i are huge star wars fans but he floated the idea of a star wars themed collection event if this is something that is really in the works i think that would be the best idea ever we've had some star wars crossover in apex before with jedi fallen order so obviously it's not like completely this crazy idea but talk to me about those two things ip style collabs and objective based game mode which one would you actually be more excited for out of curiosity? I know it is like the money versus the actual yeah. gameplay, but an IP style collab is something we talk about all the time with Fortnite being really freaking cool. Totally. Um, I think that I'm definitely more excited about an objective-based game mode. We've talked mm-hmm. at length on those on the show, um, but Star Wars is a mega IP. Huge. Would certainly bring a lot of attention to a free-to-play game like Apex. Um, it's something that even though they have had the ability to do it, it's one that we haven't really been 
putting on the pressure saying we need yeah. this we need it right now um and it's kind of just because apex has created its own universe its own mm-hmm. lore its own legends and that's pretty important to the core of the game so even though it'd be awesome to have like darth vader skin and all these things i think doing a full scale collection event might be perceived as cheap to a lot of yeah. the player base I, I, as exciting as it would be, I'm not sure if it would land. Here's where I stand on it with the IP style collab collection event. If the future of content with Apex continues to gear towards a lot of skin selling events, which is unfortunately what we got this last season, and some people would even say the season before that. If they make it an IP style collab, I'll be much happier with a, in theory, kind of skin money grab style event that will appease me a little bit as a player, as someone that loves the Star Wars IP and someone that loves, you know, seeing those kind of big IP grabs. It's really cool. Obviously, I would prefer the objective based game mode. Obviously, the gameplay is the most important thing, but the IP collab gives me a little bit of a silver lining to maybe some of the, uh, ea money mentality that i think people are thinking is taking over apex and some of the actions are potentially pointing towards the fact that that is the case yeah so uh, a little honest but we'll see uh last piece of news though it was kind of cool alpha intel ran a poll that got over fifty thousand votes on twitter asking what is your favorite apex legends map the results were i think pretty surprising to me uh king's canyon got a 24.5 percent of the votes World's Edge got 32.5% of the votes. Olympus got 35.1% of the votes leading the squad. And Stormpoint came in at 8%. How's this match up with your experience, what you've been seeing on socials? Because this to me was shocking. Because I see no Olympus sucks and Stormpoint's awesome everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this blew my mind. Um, I'm really shocked by it. I want to go in and kind of talk about each map on this. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I think the larger takeaway is that people get weirdly nostalgic. Yeah, and yeah, totally. I think we just need to have all maps in rotation. It just mm-hmm. is a necessity because this really seems a little bit delusioned to me like <laughs> Stormpoint is a really great map that is very fun and i don't know if it deserves this kind of treatment and i certainly don't think olympus deserves the treatment of being the greatest map ever in apex legends yeah i, I mean it just blows my mind so i think that this is probably a result of people not having access to everything you know mm-hmm. and not really knowing or remembering what it's like um really shocked the nostalgia is definitely taking over um we were also surprised though when we did our patreon episode asking people what their favorite map was though and we got a couple olympus responses more than we were expecting so i there is definitely a group of people that love it i was just shocked it was first and then I was shocked that Stormpoint was so low. Like I get I get if Stormpoint has some complaints. I think the big complaint is, hey, it's a great ranked map. The pub matches kind of feel slow though, where you have the you're just kind of running around looking for people because the map is so big vibe sometimes. But even if that's the case, which I don't even feel that way a lot of times I play, but even if that's the case, to go all the way down to eight percent, that's crazy. That's not a small gap between the rest of the maps. Yeah. Especially 
as a brand new map that we yeah. played the most this season. It's a big shock. Um, what's sad is I think, you know, you're a developer and you see this and you say, wow, we failed. Like, yeah, big mm-hmm. fail. Like this map, it is not resonating. People don't want it. They'd rather have Kings Canyon three times over than Storm Point. And Honestly, I just don't think that's true. I think the Stormpoint mm-hmm. has a lot of great gameplay, a lot of wonderful POIs. It flows quite nice uh, with the PVE, with the gravity cannons, with the tridents. Like it has a lot of great stuff going for it. Um, and so, yeah, I-, I was shocked by these results. I'd love to hear what some of our community has to say. Like, for definitely, sure. let's continue this conversation on Discord. I'd love to hear some map discussions, and more importantly, just talking about storm point honestly mm-hmm, like i want to mm-hmm. hear what do people think was this the opposite of the direction we want to go because clearly this is different than olympus and different from world's edge mm-hmm. you know you're not getting more of the same stuff with storm point so is it is it the right stuff yeah great question i'm excited to see what people say before we get into the rest of the episode though here's a word from our sponsors we have an amazing sponsor today give her Give Her is the first gift-giving company of its kind. Henry and I both struggle with completing the very often stressful quest of finding that perfect gift for our partners. But Give Her is truly the perfect solution to that. With extensive research and excellent curation, Give Her has gifting figured out, promising to provide the perfect present and indulgent experience for your busy partner. These gifts are truly different from the rest because the core of the gift is an amazing experience that you and your partner get to do together. It's about connection. The gift focuses on what is actually important, making happy memories with your loved one. For the upcoming holiday, Valentine's Day, we are partnering with Give Her so that you can get your partner something special. Over the holidays, we gave our girlfriends their ultimate massage set and they loved it. Head over to GiveHerGifts.com. G I V h-e-r-g-i-f-t-s dot com givehergifts.com use code apex at checkout for a 10% discount give your loved ones a really nice gift welcome back we're gonna wrap it up as we always do now on wednesdays by answering some questions starting off with the five stars uh so if you want your question guaranteed to be answered on the show leave it in the form of a five-star review in apple pods we'll make sure it gets on the show but if you want your question answered regardless we will get to it eventually and we will try throw it in to the discord channel labeled for questions join the discord it'll be great we got some five stars though today to start us off with uh kick it off with with jd though i don't know how to talk you're the sick one today, and I'm the one that's stumbling over all my words. <laughs> Don't set me up for failure here. All right. First <laughs> question coming from JD. Hi, guys, the legends themselves. First, thanks for just being you and helping my game. My question is, I've been a player since season two on and off, and I wouldn't say I have a main. I like playing a lot of the legends, 500-ish kills most with any legend i'm playing a lot more ranked now currently on my way to diamond and feel i should get a character nailed on i seem to do better with legends that can dip out of trouble i tend to be the first in and i'm quite a pushy player any advice on who i should focus on all the best happy 2020 jd great question 2022 yeah i know right isn't that weird man um yeah i i think obviously going to ranked is totally fun have a great time if you're looking for someone to dive into specifically and main one character and you're 
are that pushy aggressive but you like to get in and out dip out of trouble play style i just can't like i gotta recommend valk for you right now the ability to get in and out pretty quickly up and down no problem but then also offer the beacon and team utility to move everyone around it's just unmatched in my opinion currently that would be my recommendation uh feel free to tag along or disagree with me though hb Valk's great. Can't disagree with that. I'd say the best legend at dipping out of situations is still Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely give that a shot. If you're not, you're still getting the survey beacon, which we think is very important to consistent ranked points. Um, But I also, I got to say, Loba, very, very (laughs) fun. And when I play, I'm pretty aggressive. I like having a great weapon, but using her tactical is quite good for sure moving yourself along getting to the next fight grabbing high ground um so don't sleep on loba but those are all some three good options or just be the hero everyone needs and play gibraltar and bring that aggressive bubble fight kind of style to gibby you know not enough randoms play gibby and it's a key to success so maybe solo killing you'll have some success doing so it's true Next question, though, five-star coming from Ryan B94. Hey, guys, absolutely love this podcast. You both give such insightful takes slash reviews with a positive outlook that is so refreshing for this awesome game. My question is about a Lifeline rework. I really enjoyed the Lifeline remaster episode. My main is Pathfinder, but she's the character that really taught me how to get better at the game. I think she has the potential to change the Gibraltar meta for comp slash ranked. I do love Gib, though. Do you think Lifeline can be reworked to compete with Gib? Some rework ideas I've heard slash thought about are passive. Lifeline can carry two more shield cells or syringes per backpack slot. Passive. Teammates being revived by Lifeline can use their knockdown shields while being revived. The shield with no HP slash cooldown was for sure OP, but I think this could be a good compromise. Plus gives more importance to knockdown shields. Tactical. Honestly in a good spot, but maybe make it a long last longer in the ring. Not giving more HP than each tick, but give players more time to use meds ultimate have care package act as a replicator to craft meds mobile respawn beacons or weapon attachment one higher one level higher than your current this would put this would be a lot of work to put into the game i'm sure but would really make our ultimate worth giving your position away for sorry for the long review and thank you guys for all the amazing content don't matter the length i'll stumble over the words all day to read it ryan so thank you for the review First off, this is a tall, tall task. You're wanting to replace Gibraltar and the competitive meta with Lifeline. Tough. Is that going to happen in general? No. With these changes? No. Uh, And expand on why, though, because I think I think the I think Ryan, what you're going that is maybe you're reading into Gibraltar is the medic, and that's why he's played in the ALGS and pros. Yes, but it's more than that, you know, like far more than that. I don't think that's why people play. Yeah, they play him because of the flexibility that he brings to the team, the mobile cover that is indestructible, indestructible that nobody else in the game has. So, yeah, well, we can bring or rework lifeline however we want to be the most dominant, best medic in the game. It still won't replace the Gibraltar play style of hey, let's play edge of the ring because we have a shield that we can pop at any time or we can use to get away or we can use to close the gap and take an up close fight and dominate a team. Like, yeah, it's tough. It's a very, very powerful kit, extremely versatile. I think more people should play Gibraltar because of it, but nobody listens to me. (laughs) Um, 
for I these... can't listen to you. I, <laughs> I know. You're, too in much tough, together. you're in a tough situation. <laughs> Everybody else, I mean, the pick grade needs to come up. But, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that, one, Lifeline has had the most reworks of any legend. Mm-hmm. She can't handle another rework. We shouldn't be asking for it. She's a wonderful medic. She has a great kit. As far as, you know, these ideas, Ryan, the truth is you're not changing her kit very much at all. You know, these are buffs changing mm-hmm. her inventory like a little bit we're making her passive uh revive a little bit stronger um but honestly tactical being useful in the ring yes that was a thing it's not anymore it's a very very interesting like design mm-hmm. choice in terms of how they've approached legend abilities in the ring over the last year or so um but then the ultimate i mean this is not a big change as to what we have you're asking for it to be able to replicate meds it already comes with meds you're asking it for mobile respawn beacons it can spawn those you're asking it for to upgrade your weapon attachments it does that as well so it's already kind of doing the things that i think you want it to do um but the the idea of replacing lifeline as the gibraltar spot tall tall task Tall task. I don't know who can do it, honestly. I think it's a difficult situation. But yeah, there's, there's some really fun ideas, though, in here. I don't want to just kind of like harp on, you know, like we think we've given some great insight. But like I do I do love the knockdown shield idea if we're going to give Lifeline a buff, per se. Maybe that's too powerful, though, in that now you have a shield to use, you know, against while you're being auto-rezzed. And I think there's a great question to ask there. Um, but yeah, and the last thought I will ring end this with is that lifeline has a ceiling on how much she could be played and how useful she'll be in the pro scene and that to use her at her best your teammates have to go down and in the pro scene more than any other you know kind of area of play one knock ends everything and they take advantage of three on twos two on ones just so quickly that it doesn't matter if you got the lifeline in there or not maybe even doesn't matter if you got the gold bag on it like they're just too good. And so I think it's definitely a, a tough task to get her more than any other legend, maybe into pro play. Yeah. Unless we get arenas pro, you know, <laughs> could happen. Next question come from Chelsea. One of my favorite podcasts. I appreciate all the hard work put into it. I also have a question. I was wondering if you had any tips on getting a 4k with Watson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read the, this question's linked to our next one as well. So I'm going to read this question and we can answer them both at the same time. Uh, five star coming from Thomas. I listened about a year ago, was an avid listener. I was excited to finally see a Wraith guide as we've been calling for one for a while, which I didn't know people have been calling for one for a while, but good to know people were looking for it. Uh, uh, Thomas says, I would like to know if you guys have any tips on getting a 4K and or 20 bomb. I have a 3K on Wraith and a 12 kill game, but I would love to bring that up the final level. Thank you guys for all you do. You all rule and I will start listening again because this podcast is still good. P.S. After this post, I will go by the crow on these question requests. Okay, so we got some 4K, 20 bomb questions with Watson, with Wraith. Um, man, this is tough because our number one tip was to use the G7. Um yeah, I'm back and now, uh, now, now we can't go. Now we can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting these damage badges is a challenge, mm-hmm. and there are a small handful of players that can consistently produce them. But for most mortals, um, getting a 4K badge is probably seventy percent 
luck and really playing into a perfect server at the right map, dropping at the right POI with the right dropship path. Mm -hmm. Um, The legend that you choose doesn't really matter. You know, Watson's going to be one of the more difficult ones to achieve it with just because you need to be able to move quickly from fight to fight. And no forgiveness if you mess up. Yeah. So, I mean, Watson does have things that can keep her alive longer, which is good when you're trying to go for a 4K, um, like using the ultimate to bring back your shields passively while you're reloading or looting or doing something like that is nice. Having fences to hold teams back, you know, you're going to be wanting to drop in East Fragment, you know, Mm -hmm. on World's Edge. That's going to be your best shot. And Watson can do well in the streamer building. So Mm -hmm. that's something to just do. And it takes a lot of spins, a lot of drops to get into a game where you have the potential to go for a 4K. And what that pretty much looks like is 2K damage in your first POI. Mm -hmm. And then you have a shot based off how many teams are left. So here's what you got to, the tips I will give as well from, you know, so long playing this game and talking with so we've been very fortunate to talk with a ton of pros over our time that are absolute savages at the game streamers and they echo a very similar thing to what henry just said and the only thing i'll add in there is recognize that you can seriously farm damage off the last team you can get upwards of a thousand to fifteen hundred damage just on the final team if you're sniping or staying pretty far back and really trying to not force a fight real quick and that's key because if you're at, you know, say you're at 32 going into the last fight, it's not over. Keep your distance. Do everything you can to rack up that damage. Um, the 20 bomb, I would say, is even harder than that because you just truly do have to run into that many people. It doesn't matter how efficient or how much damage you do. It's tough. So, yeah, it, it's a tall task. I hope both of you have some luck getting it done. Um, good luck. Keep third partying. <laughs> Agreed. Next question coming from Important Music Listener. I love your podcast. This is the best Apex pod by far, even though I'm not that great. This has helped me get better. My favorite parts are Mastering the Legends, Lore Episodes, and Legend Concepts. I'm a Valkyrie main right now, and at the start, I loved her kit, and it was really exciting. But now, but now I am kind of bored and not progressing at all with her. I want to start trying crypto because he looks so cool and I actually love how it is all based around his drone. You guys always talk about legends that are bad to play alone with. Could I have success with crypto alone? And if not, who could I have success with alone? All my friends, hey, Apex. Oh my gosh. So I always have to play alone. Keep up the great work. Yeah, okay. It's sad. I know. You got to join the Discord. Find teammates, you know? Get in we got to work on those friends. Man. We got to work on those friends also. Um, crypto is not going to be a very solo friendly legend. Um, someone we talk about all the time where to maximize crypto, you got to be on comms with your people. Like you got to reiterate what you're saying over the mic and yeah, getting the most out of him and a solo experience will be very, very difficult. Um, do you want to say anything else on that? Or do you have I, anyone I that lot. you think? I have a lot to say. I can can start shooting some stuff off. So I think Octane is probably the best, easiest solo legend. Go with that. Apply it in ranked, pubs, duos, whatever you want. I don't play a whole lot of Octane. Mm -hmm. 
I give myself probably too much of a challenge, but I think it's fun. My main is Gibraltar, maybe not the best solo legend in the whole world. My other legends that I play are Loba, Rampart, and Fuse. I think all three of those have some really good Mm -hmm. solo viability. Loba, making sure that you have the best weapon that you want because nobody's going to save you. You got to take care of yourself. Very, very helpful. Rampart, being able to use her tactical and have walls for yourself allows you to win in deficits where you're winning, Mm -hmm. you're taking on a one on two or two on three. Having that extra 150 health behind a wall definitely makes the difference. And then Fuse, I think having that extra damage, being able to control space and keep people at a distance is also really, really helpful as a solo. All three of those legends, though, admittedly, are a challenge, are Mm -hmm. pretty hard legends to master, but it's also very hard to play this game alone. So Mm -hmm. I think those can Mm -hmm. help you with some important tools to give it a shot. Yeah, I well, well said. I think you hit the nail on the head. And one thing that I'll just emphasize is that you do not have to play the movement legend that plays for themselves to play solo. There's a benefit in having an ability that requires your entire team to use it. There's a benefit to, I'm going to now contradict what I said because Valk's movement, but having the Valk ultimate where everyone has to come and attach to you, having the Loba ultimate, like you're saying, where everyone has to come and stay together to use it. Mm-hmm. There's benefits in that for keeping your team together. Um, and yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with Octane. It's probably the easiest one in terms of just having speed and movement and then also having team utility that is all really easy to use and focus on that you can just work on kind of the other parts of your game when you're solo queuing uh, but yeah i think uh, i think you, you'd rattle off a couple good ones i i predominantly play falcon loba right now and then i mix in mirage still just for fun but i can't tell you mirage is a great religion to solo queue or play in a team so um unless you're just there for the fun you know <laughs> yeah now we're into some discord questions coming from kawa m4 tsu can you see another healer support legend being added in? How do you think they could be designed? It's a really great question. I, we have been thinking about it a lot, having a lot of conversations. We think that Lifeline is the healer. Trying to replace that probably doesn't make sense, given that we have Watson and Octane you know, doing passive shield or health regen. I'm really interested in what we can do in the support space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely what we're looking out the most for, for legend concepts. Um, something where a legend makes legends around them better. It's really hard to do. Really hard mm-hmm. to do. Could do it in a way of decreasing cooldowns. Could do it in a way where you're increasing the certain abilities. You could potentially be just buffing overall movement speed damage things Mm -hmm. like that Um, but i really like the idea of support i think there's a really fun play style there that's what i would want to be added in i think the the long range healing is kind of one of the ways you could go with mixing Mm -hmm. something in that support as well and making a healer if you're going that route whose kind of like core purpose isn't to revive people that are downed but is to boost people like 
I don't want to hate on Lifeline, but to truly be like an in-combat medic, you know, like as you're fighting and as your teammates fighting, you hit them with, you know, maybe your little, you know, gun and that's like shoots a little stim or something to them that increases move speed, health regen for a couple seconds or something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know. Those are kind of the ideas I've seen float around that I love totally open to more support characters we have the rumors of jackson being support potentially coming to the game in a few seasons uh, and that could be really fun next question coming from nature how would you buff crypto and make him possibly playable in ranked or high competitive tough question i think we've talked about this a little bit recently well mm-hmm. what does your gut say on that it's really tough. It's just a challenge. I'm really looking forward. We know that a crypto rework is in the works, mm-hmm. so I'm just excited. Um, it's tough because when you put everything into the drone, you kind of limit yourself. But one thing that would certainly be a buff to crypto is giving him more just free information on his HUD where you don't have mm-hmm. to use the drone. Are you getting information uh, while the drone's active, but you don't have to go into the drone to get it. Um, but that's a very, very close to Seer's passive ability. So you're kind of in a tough spot. I think that areas where a rework could elevate crypto is, could you give crypto a support ability in the drone where when a teammate is in a radius of the drone, they get something good? Some more health, or something. more damage, yeah. more speed, more knowledge. I'm not really sure. Something that is easier to use than the current like recon mechanics built into the drone. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think that I hope to see in this coming rework is just a knockdown on the drone cooldown. I think that it, it's really brutal that if you get your drone destroyed, you're 40 seconds with zero abilities. It's really, really tough. I don't like it. I don't think that it's necessarily fair. But it's also hard. How do you balance the ultimate when it's tied to the tactical? And how do you allow people to destroy a drone and prevent the ultimate if there isn't a penalty, you know, and a cooldown Mm -hmm. built into it? So crypto is a real challenge. And I hope that we get some some good notes on this next uh, update. Well, some good thoughts for sure. Um, you nailed it. I think, I think the future of crypto potentially could be leaning further into the fact that he's a hacker and playing with that concept, nor in his kit. And what does that mean? How does that? How do you change banners to be non-effective? How do you mess with people's mini maps? How do you yeah. kind of take away people's HUDs? How do you hack survey beacons to give them the incorrect zone? How do you lock doors? That all that kind of fun stuff. I think emphasis on the hacking could be a cool way to switch up his kit a little bit to give him more outside of the drone kind of work but still keep power in the ult in the drone kind of thing but i'm also not betting on that happening and i wouldn't bet on that being the end all be all best answer for him too you said a lot of great things as well i think i'm really excited to see what happens that's where i'm at Next question coming from Rogue Gremlin. What would you guys think of a Titan slash graveyard or Titan graveyard slash manufacturing plant as a POI on a map just so we can see some Titans in the game? Woo! I would lose my mind on that one. It'd be so awesome. It'd be so awesome. awesome. Love. I mean, the, the, the craziest thing about this is 
if you did like a like what if you did a new map is it's not a t- like the titan graveyard's part of it obviously but what if a new map was just a war zone of kind of like the the imc you know hammond you know the war the frontier war like a war zone of that so you have the dead titans you have the specters all around everywhere all this destruction and stuff and you just see all this nostalgia essentially all on the map i don't know it's appealing to such a small audience in general that i don't know if it'll ever happen but it would be so freaking cool it is such an awesome map concept i i love it i think it would be awesome as a br but even on a smaller scale doing something in arenas it's kind of like a slam dunk you know yeah that could be done we've had a phase runner like no doubt we could do that which i think is really exciting that's going to wrap it up, though. Make sure if you want a question answered, leave it in the form of a five-star review in Apple Pods or drop it in the Discord questions channel. Thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10, as well as our dropship captain, Luke, who supports us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.